0: So good morning, Atmanji. Thank you for being a part of this podcast on Ayurvedic healing and beyond. And First of all, I want to thank you. This is going to be my first podcast that I'm interviewing some of the healers. And one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is I want all the listeners to get the right resource for the right healing that they need so that they are able to get the right connection with their inner self and also to get rid of all the resistance that is showing up to get the right healing and why I'm inviting you in this podcast is I went for a course which you have designed and that got me to you and I'm so happy that I invited you to my retreat sitaram beach retreat and those two weeks with you was really transformational for me because I learned so much how to heal on certain aspects of emotions because one of the aspects that I see in many of the patients who come to my place is they have so much of emotionally induced physical diseases. And I feel uh, your techniques really helped me to ease that cause that is created by the emotions. And today I feel we are not really taught how emotions can actually influence many things and how to deal with our emotions. So I feel this uh, interview with you will be a great uh, guidance and also a resource material for people to understand and also to make them realize we cannot take emotions lightly anymore or just keep having a knee jerk reactions to the emotions and suppress it and not missing the message the emotions are trying to tell us. So, so, Atmanji, welcome to this podcast. Now, please tell me more about you.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Vignesh. I'm privileged indeed. Uh, privileged uh, not only just for this uh, opportunity to be a part of your first podcast, but also privileged for getting a chance to uh, be at Sitaram. It's been an amazing time for me too. Um, it, it, you know, I work with mine, but uh, the whole combination of um, being treated at the physical level and at the same time, being in a space where I can be so peaceful and being connected to myself was amazing experience. Thank you so much. A lot of gratitude to you.
0: Yes, Atmanji. It's a mutual feeling.
1: Yes, thank you. So, Atmanji, what
0: made you get into this healing science that you created? Called uh, The name is Radical Healing, right? Yes. yes. So, what got you into this? What's the story behind how you started this?
1: Okay. So years back, um, I wonder whether you know I'm a homeopathic physician. I was practicing for almost 15 years in Mumbai. And Mm -hmm. and, um, I studied from Bombay University and trained under various prominent homeopaths. uh, And I thought I was a good homeopath. (laughs) And um, I had a chronic illness uh, called, um, you know, uh, kind of idiopathic uh, fever.
0: Just a minute, the word idiopathic, let's just uh, yeah,
1: so make it simpler. Term, they call it pyrexia of unknown origin, nothing, just a fever with no cause detected.
0: It, exactly, <laughs> now 80% of the diseases that just mentioned in the modern medical textbooks are diseases without a real known cause. Without so, no cause. Exactly, yeah. so.
1: So uh, I, no treatment worked, no diagnosis really worked. Um, and uh, that made me search for something beyond medical science. And I realized that there's something beyond all this pathies. And there must be something that is creating this uh, illness in me. And my search took me to various Uh, methods and modalities. And I was crazily attending all courses available in Mumbai in those days. And that included uh, meditation, yoga, uh, pranic healing, Rikki, whatever, whoever was a visiting faculty, I needed to be there to understand what's going on with me. And that's where the whole search began, I guess. Well,
0: that's a wonderful story. I mean, when (laughs) I One of the reasons that I got so much into uh, the mind induced physical conditions is because I saw many diseases and they go to many doctors, they tried many chemicals, they tried many painkillers and the painkillers are not working anymore. They don't know what is happening, why this is manifesting in the one one place. So I'm sure every cause, I mean every effect has a cause and uh, if you do not understand what is the cause, you are shooting blanks. It's like going to a casino. You know? And many of the treatments that are happening around in the in the healthcare industry is without knowing the cause, we are just treating the symptoms.
1: Yes, and, and metaphorically, I would say, um, you know, a hardworking person can pluck one apple at a time. And the smart working person will ask, why is there an apple? The apple is there because there is a twig and twig is there because there's a branch and sub-branch and finally a trunk and roots. So how about tracing the trunk and shaking the apple tree so that unhealthy apples fall off? Now, it's purely metaphorical. The thing is that we are all working at the peripheral level. So one disease is treated and then second one comes in and the third ones, and then you're perpetually in a kind of a loop because causative emotions are not really addressed. And behind causative emotions, there are causative thoughts. And behind all those thoughts, there are several other factors. If we can trace them and work around, you can lead a fairly healthy life.
0: That's a great analogy. I really like that analogy that we are treating on the peripheries. And if you shake the trunk, you're going to get the best result. It's like with little effort, we're getting the maximum result.
1: Yes. So uh, that's what uh, set me thinking. And then I started researching on the causative factors. Now, it's, uh, it's very easy to say you should think positively. However, a positive thought for me can be negative for you and vice versa. So which is the positive thought for you? And which is that precise thought which is not working for you? And detecting that is an art. The moment you can detect, you can correct it. And Mm -hmm. that's what the whole system is all about. And that's called radical healing. We work with the causative thoughts. Mm -hmm.
0: Like we said, mind always wants to bridge the cause and effect. Yes. And I have, it's like the Pavlov's dog theory. uh, Because always the dog always associated the bell to be an association that food is always going to be there.
1: Correct. So, yeah, that's second part of it, the causative thought and the way the thoughts are stored.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the storage has uh, um, a particular association. And with that, there are triggering response systems, that's emotions and body physiology. Mm-hmm. So at times we may not be able to change the thoughts. We can only shift those thoughts into a different storage system in the subconscious mind, and even that can work amazingly well. This sounds a little technical, but it's not very easy, difficult. It's quite easy. Uh, we've made it very, very simple.
0: I see. So could you give me an example uh, of someone who came with a, a physical problem and how you got to understand it was this kind of an emotion. I mean, a physical problem that could not be treated by a medical pill or a doctor giving a chemical stuff. But you also understood the cause of this is because of a particular trigger factor or an emotion. And you figured it out. And how did you resolve it?
1: Okay. Now, let me give you a little older case. I mean, some some time back. One lady had come uh, with a a chemical intolerance, severe form of chemical intolerance. uh, uh, so much that she couldn't take medicines. She couldn't even take anesthesia, and she had uh, almost two inches tumor, a uh, big tumor on her sciatic nerve, and she got it operated without uh, anesthesia because she wouldn't be able to tolerate uh, the chemicals uh, in her body. She, her bed sheet had to be color I mean, colored with the natural dyes and even her clothes. So, so much of chemical intolerance. And um, when I started working with her, uh, she told me, uh, we went back to her childhood and uh, she went back to the scene where she saw her mother dying, her mother dead. You know, she, did, uh, she comes from the school and sees uh, that there are so many people around and mother's covered with white bed sheet and uh, she's lying in the middle of the uh, room. And she was told that your mother is no more. The child was five years, so sheer association. And then she asked, why why did that happen? And how did that happen? Her mother was a chemist, PhD in chemistry, researcher, scholar, and over a trivial fight with her father, She committed suicide having cyanide. Now, for her, cyanide is a chemical and chemical is a poison. And
0: Uh, so that's where the the Paulo's dog theory, the bell and the food, so it is a chemical and cyanide.
1: Right. And when we dissociated, she was very easy on several chemicals, including food preservatives and colors, and her life eased out so much because it's so difficult to be away from chemicals all the time. So, yeah, that's how it works.
0: <laughs> so, you're saying that that association that cyanide is a chemical and chemical is poison. Uh, something, yeah, poison, like something that can induce death of... Yes. Uh, someone so close in her life, like her mother, right. she associated chemical means death of her, someone so important in her life. Yes. So once you know this is the association, so how do you <laughs> really break that?
1: Oh, so we first of all bring it to the awareness, and there are certain statements. Uh, yeah, like, like
0: they say, awareness is the first step.
1: Yes, it's very, very important. A sure awareness oh. itself can leave out lot of stories. So every time she handles a chemical, maybe however benign, you know, things like um, just a food color or um, preservative, um, she just has to tell herself that, okay, uh, this is safe for me. And uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, we have to clear the past. We have to heal that trauma. Imagine a five-year child coming home to see her mother dead and being told that, oh, she consumed some poison chemicals. Uh, It's traumatic. That needs to be healed. So once that is healed, a lot of emotions are released and she starts seeing chemicals in a right light and starts reacting the chemicals in a right light and eventually um, you have to use some technical uh, statements which will shift uh, the chemicals and everything related to chemicals from the folder of a poison or a death to the folder which are safer. So folders, when I say folders like computers, subconscious Mm -hmm. mind also has a storage system and they Mm -hmm. have folders. And the, our responses are folder-specific. The way we store, we respond. So sometimes what happened in the past cannot be changed. But what happened in the past, if we store it in the folders, which are more favorable in the response mechanism, things, uh, your responses can be more refined and easier.
0: That That, that makes it sound like... Uh, we can completely uh, reassociate whatever is triggering us to something favorable.
1: Yes, it's totally possible. A lot of problems are not because of individuals. You know, if I have a problem with person XYZ, it is not because I have issues with that person. I have issues with the way I have stored the information related to that person.
0: So that's why they say happiness is good health and bad memory because any yeah. memory that is reminding us about a past painful experience is reliving it that for the body. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. So so the memory cannot be changed. I mean, it, it cannot be deleted totally, uh, always. So what we can do is um, place it in the right way, you know, or mm-hmm. store it in the correct space. Mm-hmm. And extrapolating it, nothing is bad, nothing is good, the way we position it can be difficult for us.
0: I see. So, uh, and how you helped this patient who had this fear that chemical means uh, life-threatening. And once you make them aware about this, and once they are aware, we have a process to go through this. And once that process is deleted, then... Once the emotions are not so much strong with the chemicals, Mm -hmm. then they feel that, okay, now it's okay to have chemicals. I don't have to worry. Is that what you say?
1: Yes, yes. And I do use some of those technical statements, uh, which are specifically designed to make it easy and fast and Mm -hmm. uh, much more effective. And the best part of it, the statements, you can use it yourself once you learn it and keep uh, working on yourself. You don't have to necessarily go to a specific person or a healer or a therapist and you can still help yourself to a great extent. Only when there's a huge emotional charge or when there are too many complications, maybe you need somebody uh, with enough expertise to help you see through the whole cloudy uh, scenario or cloud cloudy emotions, you know, I call it. Uh, yeah. And so... Um...
0: Um, for me being an Ayurvedic physician, you know, being mm-hmm. an Ayurvedic doctor today means that you are actually a doctor for the leftover patients of the modern medicine. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> because, uh, okay, now we see a sl- slight shift in the patients because they are also becoming yes. conscious that should I really put these tablets, should I just do a symptomatic relief? Because people also started questioning.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, so when I see someone who is extremely, uh, like they come with a disease and they don't know how to cure this and they have no hope. And when they come to me, and I always see
1: a lot of element
0: of fear, a lot of element of anxiety, and also maybe even the tendencies of depression. Mm-hmm. And also I read somewhere that the next biggest uh, global, uh, I mean, the disease that is going to be the most among the humanity is depression and anxiety.
1: Sorry, you said humanity
0: is? I mean, the biggest disease that humanity, the most of the people in the humanity is going to suffer from is actually anxiety and depression.
1: Oh, okay.
0: At one time, it, we used to say it could be heart attack, it could be diabetes or many lifestyle disorders. But the, with the current situation that is happening, anxiety and depression is the biggest disease.
1: Ah, I, I I I can completely relate to that because um, I'm I'm glad that people are even looking at it because most of the diseases are because of anxiety and um, emotional cause causes. So I go even a step beyond and uh, I would say even more than 90% of the diseases are because of uh, the thoughts and emotions, including accidents. You tell me where you had an injury, including a pinprick or a thorn poking you somewhere. And I would tell you what were your thoughts at that time. Wow,
0: that is quite interesting. Would you say that every fear that we have is something that
1: can actually be changed? So, there are some basic emotions like fear and anger. You don't have to change. You have to modify and refine. Imagine if you have no fears. okay? You would walk into the fire and drown yourself into the water. So, Mm -hmm. fears are like the brakes in the car. No, if I. It is
0: also like a protecting mechanism.
1: Absolutely, you need it. All right, mm-hmm. you you just have to make sure that they don't keep getting triggered and slow you down unnecessarily.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a statement: "Don't kill the messenger just because you don't like the message."
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so you've got to. You just uh, the whole idea is about uh, making them more refined and more constructive for you. You know, when the fear, uh, like a break, unnecessarily slows you down, that's when you need to work with it. But then you do need some of those uh, basic emotions.
0: Yes, I think without emotions, we don't feel anything. So that's the background of it. Yes.
1: Yes. How can we make it more constructive and refined to make life easier and uh, more enjoyable for us? That's that's the whole crux. So, uh, you know, like if I ask you, uh, uh, how, how can you speed more? The, hmm? Because of the brake.
0: Oh, yes. So releasing the brake, is that what you mean?
1: Yeah. So, no. And again, brake helps you in speeding up because, you know, you can brake, you can afford to speed up the car.
0: Ah, So, you know that if something happens, you have a protective mechanism, also Absolutely. like the airbags in the car.
1: Absolutely. So, if you did not have a brake, you would never be able to speed up.
0: So, okay. you mean to say fear is also good?
1: It is good to a certain extent. Now, my story is, um, uh, the whole understanding is that um, if you are on a highway, you do not you need to use brakes on and on. Right. Because Mm -hmm. there are hardly any red lights there are hardly any potholes or there aren't. uh, I mean, the traffic is fairly good. So we all have this kind of unique path or unique highway for us where you do not really need to use this brake mechanism. When we deviate from our life plan, go on by lanes and we go on, uh, you know, all this uh, service roads, that's when we come across potholes and um, unpleasant elements. And that's where we keep ne- needing this break on and on and on. So if the break is getting triggered, you know when i say break not just a car break even for mm-hmm. us all those breaking emotions are getting triggered that also indicates that we are not going in the direction that we are supposed to be going we're not aligned to our life purpose and a life plan so radical eventually uh, helps you put your back on your life plan and when you are aligned to your life plan life is fairly easy and smooth and you do not need to continue breaking on and on and when I say continue breaking in the sense, you do not need to have those triggered emotions on and on.
0: <laughs> I see. Yeah. So we cut the trigger that is creating the pain.
1: Um, we don't need to really cut the trigger. we, need or we eliminate
0: to, the cost.
1: Yeah, we eliminate the possibility of uh, getting triggered. So number one, you have to first refine your trigger system. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. because sometimes we trigger at unnecessary, we get triggered at, you know, like trivial stuff. That's mm-hmm. when uh, life can come to a standstill. Um, and then later we need to make sure that uh, you carry on on a path where you don't need too much of triggering. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds
0: little uh, technical. No, it is, it is, it is quite clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the depression and anxiety is uh, yeah. uh, untr- I mean, nobody managed to deal with the triggers for a long time and it piled up and it started showing up heavily in their productivity and their daily lifestyle.
1: Yes so if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing then mm-hmm. you would be secure. When you know you're speeding up unnecessarily the anxiety will set in Or if you know that you're going in a wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Subconsciously, you can catch those signals. This is what gives us anxiety. And uh, the moment you take your position right and correct Mm -hmm. in life, the anxiety Mm -hmm. can subside. That's what I was trying to tell you.
0: I see. Mm. No, That makes sense, yes. Mm. Where can we find more information about your work?
1: Mm. Of course, uh, it's scattered all over uh, um, the website. uh, Mm -hmm. It's on Facebook page and um, my website, RadicalHealing.com. The spelling is uh, R-E-D-I-K-A-L-L, RadicalHealing.com. Yeah, you can uh, visit that website and um, um, you can participate in webinars or workshops um, or just learn.
0: Yes, I must say that uh, your work has really uh, helped me to be a better doctor and a healer because I see a lot of um, emotionally triggered diseases than any other time in my practice. And I started becoming more aware. So along with the physical treatments, along with some of the herbs and uh, also just reconnecting them to their inner healing powers, to improving their immunity. Badly when I'm able to do this, the healing becomes what we call it as holistic healing. So I really thank you for you know, giving this kind of information to the world. And I must say I was really inspired with your teaching and I'm so looking forward to get more and more into it so that I can also improve my healing systems.
1: Thank you so much. In fact, I feel uh, a radical can complement Ayurveda and vice versa so very well because uh, as much as you address the mind, you also need to... Um, at least be careful about your lifestyle you know and the the values that i learned being in sitaram was in were invaluable and what i learned the most uh, important thing is the need for the flow you know all this yes. trauma, um, mm-hmm. they're nothing but actually uh, uh, flow at the physical level yes. so it is so important to ensure that you do not stagnate whether thought-wise, emotionally, or even at the physical level. You know, if you're holding things, if you're stagnating, um, all this sets potential, uh, you know, potentials for diseases and discomforts eventually. So
0: that is where I see, you know, whenever uh, now more and more people are getting aware how certain uh, or low-energy emotions or how that can also create a feeling of block in our body. Some people say when they get anxious, they have a, like a stone in their chest or like a heaviness yes. in their uh, stomach or they feel a pain in the neck.
1: Right. So,
0: and then just taking a painkiller is not going to do anything there. Yes. So.
1: And give you some tips uh, for that matter? That so, will be helpful, uh, yes. Yeah. So, say uh, your body, I feel the body consciousness is a very, very... Uh, Uh, evolve consciousness you can cheat your mind but you know your body will not uh, um, handle that cheating you know what I mean is uh, the the body can tell you what it is so for example um, you uh, pains you know every pain has a story to say it's a different thing that uh, you know we almost renumber this pain with the painkillers but Mm -hmm. all these pains are telling your stories So let's take, for example, uh, spines. So all cervical vertebrae, that is the vertebrae of uh, neck, back of the neck, um, they tell you the story about what is not letting you hold your head high. So somewhere, if there is a lot of stress, you also have difficulties in holding your head high. So any emotions related to that. The back portion, the upper back, you know, which is Mm the back side of the chest, Mm -hmm. if you have a pathology over there, pains or congestions or tiredness, most of the time there is a feeling that you do not have enough of backing. Um, The middle lumbar vertebra, if you have stress over there, uh, generally they tell you that, look, now uh, you need to stoop and don't uh, worry about stooping. If you are in charge of your life, you can even stoop and have your own self-respect. And sacral vertebra pains tell you that you need to let the resources flow in your life and be easy on yourself. And if you have pain or, uh, you know, crack in the coccyx area, the tailbone, Mm -hmm. um, normally they tell you that be on the move. Don't think of sitting and lazing around or don't even think of taking a sabbatical. You need mm-hmm. to be talking. So the same way, um, like a spotty pain in the upper back often tells you that you're perceiving backstepping or betrayal or tired shoulders often tell you that you do not have to feel so much burdened. You know, take it easy, offload this burden. So depending upon where you have pain, uh, you almost know uh, what thought is not really working well for you.
0: So like when you say thought, uh, could you give me an example of that?
1: So for example, um, you know, a young mother has children. Okay, young, mm-hmm. She's already young and she has young children, so not used to taking so much of responsibilities. Mm -hmm. and she'd come to me with uh, shoulder pains and in shoulder of course there are several points but there were typical points where uh, normally uh, you store the feelings related to being burdened Mm -hmm. so I simply asked her what is burdening you she said my children and I asked her is it possible for you to look after them out of love and, you know care and devotion towards them instead of feeling of being burdened, that statement was enough. The moment she started looking at children and uh, looking at her uh, uh, interactions with children um, with love and affection for them and she chose not to feel burdened by the sense of responsibility, her shoulders started easing out.
0: Wow, so how powerful our thought triggers can actually influence that.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> That's quite
1: interesting. Yeah, a lot of people just call me up to check what thought went wrong when they suddenly develop some aches and pains. So we are becoming
0: a detective of the thoughts.
1: And um, if you learn this art and master this art it gets amazing. Um amazingly easy for us to be very vigilant about our thoughts because a single erroneous thought in your body will respond with congestion, aches, pains, even itching.
0: Well, I read somewhere, (laughs) if you knew how powerful a negative thought can do to you, you Mm -hmm. would be so, you would not even, you don't have the luxury to think anything negative.
1: Absolutely. So that's what I used to say. The greatest side effects of learning radical is that you can never be casual about your thoughts. Mm -hmm.
0: We become more of an awareness, like a policeman, to the triggers.
1: Very vigilant, in fact.
0: (laughs) And I see this a lot helping, you know, uh, how the physical treatments and spending time with nature cleaning the body and parallelly it's also a cleanse for our mind you know we understand these are the trigger pollutions like how the food will show up in our body how certain emotions can also show up in our mental health Mm -hmm. so this is like i think this is what the medical system also need to imbibe into their healing modalities
1: Yes, it is high time we start acknowledging uh, the role of our mind um, and taking it seriously uh, and teach people to think healthy so that they live healthy.
0: That's fantastic, Bhavna. Thank you so much for being in this podcast. And is there any message that you would like to tell?
1: Uh, The message is to not ignore your body. The body consciousness is... A very
0: evolved consciousness, pay attention. In Ayurveda, we have this saying, uh, the way the body communicates could be through pain and various symptoms. And the more we suppress it, the more it's going to show up in different parts. So, listening to your body is the first sign of a true healing that is about to start.
1: Yes. And also, I wanted to just uh, tell you that healing comes from the word whole and complete. So yes. healing is not necessarily about just fixing. Healing mm-hmm. is a soul bathing experience where you feel whole and complete and you connect to that which is whole and complete. So healing is a way of uh, connecting to the superconsciousness. And when you do that, the sure uh, frequency that you align to fixes a lot of things in your life.
0: So it's like we say that healing, the ultimate healing is what people could also call it like spiritual enlightenment, things like that.
1: You can say that. Sounds a little big, but it is very, very uh, easy and practical now. With a little understanding, of the way the way mind works that's it Mm
0: -hmm. it's so wonderful and enlightening I should say the word enlightening um, having this interview with you and thank you for being part of my first podcast and I think I will have to come back to you for more episodes and maybe we take few of the emotions and the trigger factors and if that could also be of help uh, to most of the listeners so they could come back to you and also to understand how it's not just the medicines or the pills, it's much more than that when it comes to holistic healing. I right, so look forward to that with you, Akman. Thank you so much.
1: Awesome. Uh, Dr. Vignesh, uh, I've been privileged. Thank you so much. Keep in touch.
0: And once again, the website that you're having is
1: radicalhealing.com. R- R- and the spelling is R E D I K A L L L. Radical.
0: Okay. RadicalHealing.com. Yes, please. Thank you so much, Atman. And thank you all the listeners. And stay tuned. We'll be having more episodes on what is the right healing resources to find the right connection with your inner self. And do remember, our body is the best pharmacy ever that is designed. Whatever we buy from the pharmacies, be it a painkiller, be it a steroids, be it a hormone, it is already there in our body. And this pharmacy is the best pharmacy ever. And activating this pharmacy is the core of good immunity, good health, and good vitality. Thank you so much.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Thank you. you.